0: All right, we are live. Welcome back, guys. We have Muzz back on the channel again. Uh, Muzz I don't know if we have to do an introduction to this one. I feel like I don't know. Hope, hopefully not. You know, hopefully everyone saw the last yeah. one and they're
1: like, "Oh, it's Muzz, We love that guy." We're excited to hear from you. Me,
0: well, I mean, we have you know just vast amount of viewers as you can imagine. So um, true. Yep. So I'm sure they all know who you are at this point.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah but that's let's that's just go back cool. to
0: what we were talking about. So. Basically, like what you're doing right now, your strategy is buying penny stocks. <laughs> <laughs> this this is
2: like a very new thing, uh, and you know I don't I don't intend to you know come on here and, and be one of those guys that's like, all right, guys, I know how you can be rich overnight not penny stocks. In fact. Look, I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, just listen to the rest of this podcast. you will be a millionaire yes, afterwards.
0: That's, that's what I'm yeah, going to That's it. how we get the views, That's what right? the views, I'm going to, that's actually going to be the title of the podcast. So you guys are, you're in for a treat. We have Muz, um, he can teach you how to be a millionaire. And we're going to talk about whatever the hell we want to talk about today. Exactly. <laughs> but specifically, I want to dive into the situation because, okay, so what we were talking about originally was the GameStop stuff that's going yeah. on, the Wall Street people r slash uh, wall street bets on reddit that was you know manipulating that and then you specifically were saying like your strategy right now i was asking you why you're not in more crypto and then you were explaining that you just prefer <laughs> for your risky bets you like the penny stocks better right now
2: yeah so everything i'm about to say is probably not logical
0: none of know? this is financial <laughs> advice <laughs> yeah just so, to this is just me and Muzz talking exactly yeah, just to, to have fun
2: so exactly. So I guess kind of what I was, where I was going with with uh, what I was discussing is like, first off, I think cryptos like the the better play, right? Logically for like long term, it's kind of where everyone's moving. But outside of like, you know some of the big ones. So like, obviously, you it's know, okay. your favorite XRP, um, <laughs> and, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, yeah. which I've, I've done enough research to like, at a, at a pretty high level, understand how these work, mm-hmm. what their, you know, use cases are and how they're, um, trying to like achieve certain like, you know, outcomes. But for all the other ones, like the, the amount of research it takes to like grasp what they, are doing and how they're doing it just like the technicality of it i was like all right well you know if i'm looking for a risky investment let's yeah. look at these penny stocks where <laughs> i don't have to understand the you know blockchain um uh, and smart contracts that they're using yeah. and whatnot i can just know hmm, this business model seems kind of <laughs> cool right <laughs> this and so it's really stupid, I'll be the first to uh, admit it, but like, I think you can you know, find some catalysts, you can say, all right, this company's doing something cool, You know, their balance sheet looks okay, and then you can well, run with what it. What was the little... one that
0: you had that did really well like last week, it was, it was because the guy, the founder of it, um, heard, what was it? It was the... So there's been a couple that have
2: been like, done okay for me recently, so one of them was um, OPTI, which was like mm-hmm. Optech, international and so um they just recently like acquired a company that they call like the uber of cleaning services funny enough which that company is starting off here in austin so like they're going to be like piloting the service here um and so it's basically just like um really immediate um uh on demand a sanit sanitizing services which mm. it sounds so weird when I say it out loud like a like it just shows like a post-COVID world while yeah. we're living in that like apparently there's a demand for that like whether you're a business yeah. or like even at home the people with like not just like dusting but like heavy Actual duty san- like yeah sanitization. exactly and so I'm I was kind of like okay do I know if this is going to be a thing long-term? Maybe, maybe not, because, like, hopefully after COVID goes away, like, things are a little bit more normal again. Mm-hmm. But, like, in the interim, like, can this get a little bit of a pump from a chaos yeah. like that? Sure, why not? And then, yeah. you know, you throw a couple bucks at it, it goes up. It can just as easily go down. And mm-hmm. so I, I guess where this kind of conversation, you know, where where I really find it fascinating is not so much, like, me saying you can make money from penny stocks because I don't think it's a sustainable thing to do. But it's really fun. But it, yeah, if you if you keep it in moderation, it's, it's you know, yeah. you, you smart gambling. Yeah, you, <laughs> gambling. you can rationalize it, right? It's not like I'm just like rolling the dice or something. You don't but, care about
1: losing
0: that
2: money. That yeah, yeah. Exa- yeah, only only like throwing money on there that it's like, okay, this isn't my life savings or yeah, something. Yeah. But, but I guess what's, what's fascinating about all of this is and then I think the topic came up with the GameStop stuff is like back in the day, right? Like someone like me or pretty much anyone who's like, you know, somewhat new to investing. I wouldn't say I'm like super new, but at the same time, like I'm, I'm no like pro by any means, but I now have the ability at my fingertips to be like, I'm going to, I'm going to throw some money out of penny stock, yeah. you know, or like what these guys are doing with like the, cumulative effort of everyone to buy it reddit yeah yeah stop stock like i just think it's really cool um the little
0: guys have a chance to win right now yeah <laughs> it's, it's
2: just like fascinating like w- with financial markets that like now it's at everyone's fingertips and, and that like has you know Robinhood said, "What was their? I think their mission statement was like to democratize, um, <laughs> which they
0: did to an extent. Now until kind yeah, of, yeah. Today, well, so here's like a classic stuff. thing on branding. Like, Robinhood spent seven, what, seven years now, seven years building their brand of being for the people. They're yeah. like, we're for the people. We we do free stock trades. We're for the people. We make it simple and easy to invest. We're for the people. We make it like good user interface." And in one day, it took yeah. seven years to build a brand for the people. In one single day, what they did with this GameStop, which for people who don't understand this, basically what they did is a bunch of people on Reddit were uh, they figured out that all these Wall Street guys were shorting uh, GameStop, and then they short-squeezed them out of GameStop, which means all these people from Reddit all were like screw this, let's all buy GameStop and mess up all these people's short positions. It was basically one massive hedge fund, uh, Melvin, the Melvin group or whatever. And um, that's, that's who lost the most in terms of the hedge fund. Like They were shorting a lot. And so all these people bought GameStop and then eventually the price went way up and then everyone was like, let's send GameStop to the moon to yeah. screw over all these hedge, this specific uh, hedge fund group, which was Melvin. But then what ended up happening, and this is where things get interesting. Robinhood is, this is the speculation, so this is the theory right now. Robinhood essentially, um, like a ton, I think like, I forget the number, but some massive percentage of the trades that are run on Robinhood Mm -hmm. are run through a, uh, a group called Citadel. Okay. So a company called Citadel is the ones that they're the market maker that just like, Hey, we just make money on the trades. We just yep. make money on the transactions So it doesn't matter if you buy, sell, put, call, you know, short, long, yeah. whatever. They're the ones that make money just on the, on the trades in general. okay So all, a lot of Robinhood's trades run through Citadel. Citadel is a big investor in Melvin group, which is the one that lost all the money on GameStop. Oh, wow. okay. So everyone's theory was that, like Robinhood, because what ended up happening is Robinhood. Um, I don't know if other exchanges did this, but Robinhood specifically, which is where a lot of these retail smaller investors are yeah. trading, halted all. Uh, I think they allowed people to sell it, but, but they it halted up. and they said you could not no longer buy. There is a GameStop, day, yeah. AMC, or any of those like ones that were like in the. The Reddit. And there, yeah. Cause there was a point in, in the day
2: I just tried searching for those like uh gang stop just to see, okay, what's the price. Yeah. And it wasn't even coming up.
0: I mean, okay. So think about it. That means guaranteed. The only, the only thing you could do is sell, which I don't even know if you could sell, but if the only, I think they even locked, I think it was halted on all trading. Okay. The excuse from Robinhood is that, Oh, we want to protect our investors. Who are you protecting? You're protecting the big hedge funds, which yeah. is crazy because like, if you think about it like logically, um, like from their perspective, it's probably better for them like if they're losing billions of dollars, for example, mm-hmm. on this trade, it's probably better for them to manipulate the market, mm-hmm. shut down the trading and take a class action lawsuit, pay pay a couple yeah, hundred million, to, pay a billion, get their slap on the wrist, yeah. settle it instead of losing all that money on the trade <laughs> and so yeah. this is where people are like wow, so these people. When they're making the money it's totally fine but all of a sudden when these smaller players start to make a little bit of an impact they shut things down and yep but but back to the point is robin hood spends seven years building their brand of being for the people and in one single day ruins their brand of being for the
1: people
2: yeah yeah It, it was really interesting like a lot of people posted uh kind of funny stuff about the like irony of the whole situation so like Robin Hood being named Robin, Robin Hood, Hood then, you know, yeah. steal like take from the rich, give to the poor. It's the opposite. <laughs> and then someone else posted something that they're like, "Isn't it fascinating how, of all companies, for this to like you know be the." be the boiling point it was game like the name is literally like game stop yeah like, these hedge funds have to stop this game of you know <laughs> messing with us like it was just like a funny little like people you know there's always those poetic people
0: that yeah
1: find these uh well
0: it's, it's a poetic things. situation it's the little guys yeah, like finally getting the getting upper the hand on like one one stock yeah. yeah but yeah. The, for people that think that like Oh, they're destroying all the hedge fund managers. Like, come on! Like, they destroyed Melvin Group, but like, in reality, a bunch of these other hedge funds probably made a killing on it. Yeah,
2: yeah, and and I, I mean, I don't know enough about you know the damage they took, but I'm sure like they have enough to rebound. Oh, this. I I I I, imagine. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I would. I mean, I'd hope like. Well, that's the thing. Even if they stopped it, so yeah. So when you short a stock, like literally think about this. Like, when, obviously, when you, when you buy a stock, you know that you're risking, like, even a penny stock, you yeah. know you're risking that the downside is how much money you put into it. Yeah. But when you short a stock, the downside is technically infinite. So, yeah. like, if, if you shorted a stock, your downside literally, like, because the stock the price can continue to rise. Yeah. It can't, like, if you buy a stock, the worst thing that happens is it goes to zero. Yeah. when you short a stock if it goes to like if it goes games, yeah. that's what they were doing they are trying to send GameStop to the moon <laughs> yeah. so that yeah. this company would lose ungodly amounts of money which is yeah. hilarious yeah. but like it's just it's so crazy to me like that, that they could just stop stop trading and like that's yeah. the end of the game and yeah. it's, they have to do something about it like somebody has to get the problem is no one's going to be held responsible no one's going to be held yeah. accountable and the, the little people at the end of the day are going to lose again.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it is unfortunate. I mean, hopefully, like, there's some type of, you know, middle ground or, yeah, where, like, both you know, like uh, the little guy gets, you know, some some change to the system or, like, that benefits them or I don't know. But, oh, yeah.
1: yeah, it's, it's interesting.
2: But, but, yeah, in general, like, It's just like an interesting time in in society where like, you know, um, I think you're really massing like the power of like people to, you know, come together and like unite for causes. Dude, this, this will
0: cause a ripple effect. Like in terms of like, even if like, obviously nothing really has happened, but like now people know the game, like now they know one, they know they could have a little bit of an effect if they all pool together. But even more importantly they just exposed the shit out of these people yeah like they're so like i feel like they're not like they're not as worried about this one trade but they're worried about like oh wow like because in front of everybody they just yeah we'll just stop the trading on it like yeah that's like is, if you want to get into the conspiracy side of things like there's like this isn't even like it's just they're doing it right in front of your face but this is yeah. just financials that and everyone's known that about like you know wall street makes The market makers and all that for for all this time but it's funny when like right when someone you know starts to make money it's like oh no you guys can't make money on that yeah yeah yeah
2: it's it's it is really really weird it's so like one thing we were talking about before was like um the concept of like fear like or nervousness before you do something and like we were talking about it in like the context of uh, like roller coasters, skydiving yeah. and stuff. But this is also interesting because, like, I bet for so many, like, I never got into any of these Reddit stocks. Like, I certainly wish I, I yeah, just I for did. the fun. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah stick, stick it out with one. the bros. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go to the moon. <laughs> but, exactly. But, like, it's another. So, okay. So, we were talking about, like, you know, I guess nervousness is, like, a very interesting emotion because it comes in, in so many scenarios, mm-hmm. and it feels different in each one. So, like, uh, like I would say I get, you know, nervous before roller coasters, and yeah. as, you know, Clay knows I, like, hate roller coasters, <laughs> but, like, that's, yeah. like, a it's a nervousness that just, like, I see no benefit to, like, it just freaks me out and, and You're just, like, I'm just torturing not myself there's nothing good that's coming out of this <laughs> now like if you throw some bucks and, and a grant again I'm not throwing a ton here but like let's say like these folks who are like really betting on these stocks you know like mm-hmm. that's like another type of nervousness but it's almost one maybe you
0: enjoy like it's yeah. like the type that's like, this, like oh this
1: is like yeah you so
0: like you were talking about it with in terms of like public speaking like it's a nervousness but then it's like we were like saying how like if you go and do public speaking, like there's also like a really good feeling afterward, yeah. like where you finish, you're like, ah, yeah, and like you can't have that awesome feeling without, without the nervousness. A, yeah,
2: but you have to find like where you get the good nervousness. So like, like I said, so for me, I, I actually think public speaking can be kind of fun. And I think the end result when you finish, especially if you've done a good job is worth yeah. The nervousness—it feels great. Well, you're
0: good at speaking too, though. I mean,
2: it's. Apparently, yeah, you're bad like, at riding roller coasters. <laughs> but yes, you know, that's my big issue, and so, so roller coasters you know, then on the flip side, I'm sure you, you know, can talk to people who would say, oh, definitely public speaking. I'm not going to do that. The nervousness is not worth it. Like, I just don't enjoy yeah, it. Like, yeah. But they're like, oh, bro, really? yeah. sign me up. Like, everyone gets nervous, but you know, they like yeah. the yeah. outcome
1: from the nervousness.
2: Yeah. So, like, I think it's really important in life, like, to find the things that make you nervous yeah but you like like enjoy that, that because like yes. yeah exactly because we've talked about this like and, and you should explain actually I think it'd be interesting to hear again for me and for others like the, that concept of like type two fun you know? oh, but, yeah but, but before yeah. we get to that like I guess what I mean is like okay if you had like typical fun would be you know like maybe like you play xbox with your friends whatever mm-hmm. yeah you, know, you play like back football. It's just Passive. entertainment but yeah like it just like it's like you have that enjoyment for like that period of time and then you know it goes away after like even the as soon as the game's over it's kind of like it's, it's gone done. but yeah. like let's say for me like my nervous fun let's use public speaking as that example it's like it's, it's a weird one but like let's say like you know i really like it yeah after I get done with it, because I was so nervous to give the speech, yeah. the feeling lasts you for ride a the high. I mean I yeah. can like if I give a like you know in college and stuff, you would hype yourself up like, before yeah, yeah, a big yeah. presentation and stuff and like that feeling the rest of the day, sometimes like the day after, it yeah. still felt good, like because you're you're kind of like I worked so hard and I I built this up and it went well. So I think finding things in life that make you nervous and you enjoy the nervousness is key. Because, like, I also don't advise, and this is me, you probably disagree, but like for me personally, like, I'm not advising people who don't like roller coasters to be like, force yourself to like roller coasters. I think you're saying. I'm saying find
0: the nervous stuff that That you think is worth it. But it's worth it. See, the roller coaster ones. A, like a weird example because i agree if you really don't like them like i think you should try it and yeah, see if you like it sure. but then if you know you don't like them then it, what's the point yeah i like, doing a bunch of stuff you don't like unless it's like it is beneficial in some way yeah. so like i i think the feeling that you're talking about too like the more nervous you get the more the better you feel once it's done once. for sure <laughs> but at the same time it goes along with like doing anything hard like yeah like for example if you go and like the type two fun thing yeah. is like just being able to it's like it's like fun that involves some sort of like danger or uh um suffering or like physical exertion or like yeah. it's it's something that has an element of like uh like emotion attached to it like yeah. it has to have like an emotional component like you can get that stuff a little bit from video games but it also like it's important to, uh, to have that piece of like exhilarating, like yeah. physical or like something to get the endorphins going. Cause like, if you do anything hard, once you're done with it, the harder that thing was, the more you ride the high of it. Like, yeah, like, so like, uh, public speaking is a good example. Like I talked this weekend in front of uh, a decent amount of people and I felt really good after I was done for the whole like weekend. Yeah. But then like the hundred miler, it was like the same thing. Like it was like, doing something really hard, I felt amazing for like, I, I was riding, now, I was like, I don't need to run for like a couple, like a week or two, a yeah. few weeks long. Yeah. Versus like obviously a workout, it's like, you do a hard workout and you're like, all right, get up the next day, you go do one again. It's yeah. like not, it's not, you get like, you're satisfied for like an hour after, but it's yeah. not like lasting.
2: Uh, yep, yeah, exactly. So I think like, yeah, that concept of type two fun, like finding, you know, activities that, like, push you out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. is, like, pretty fascinating, and I, I guess one other thing to add with it is, like, and, like, I think you do a good job of this, is, like, what's interesting is, like, if you do want to channel this feeling of, of nerves and, like, you know, you know, on, on, like, feeling uncomfortable, you have to always do, um, what do they call it in weightlifting? Like uh, progressive, progressive overload. Yeah. You need to do that for kind of your mind nervous, too. Cause like yeah. eventually like, okay, let's say like I, you know, in college, like I was saying the example of, like, I used to get like kind of nervous before like giving a presentation, mm-hmm. but I would enjoy it. Let's say like I do a bunch, if I did a bunch of those, eventually you have to imagine I get to a point where I'm very comfortable yeah. and like, I'm like, oh, presentation in front of my classmates let's go this is easy. easy so then you have to find like either find a new nervous thing like and you know maybe yeah. a roller coaster yeah. does present the chance if i end up enjoying <laughs> it but or step or continue up. do yeah. public speaking but now say i'm gonna find venues where like people will allow me to speak about something and it's totally new and or comedy or like or you something know, like ahead. that yeah like that, improv yeah. stuff like that if, if you like that um and that concept of progressive overload um allows you to like not become so comfortable with something Mm -hmm. that you
0: lose the nervous yeah well that's that's the other thing too like whenever you do anything hard like I mean anytime you're like doing whether it's physical or it's like mentally straining like that nervousness feeling like it makes you feel alive like you feel like yeah like when you're in those moments you're like oh my gosh like Like everything in your body is like operating at a different level because you're like, well, shoot, like, like every, all your systems are on like a different level
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. versus if you're just laying on the couch, like mindlessly watching TV or something like that. It's like, there's different levels. Like obviously there's time for each of those, but I feel like where people like, like they forget to, uh, to keep expanding into different things. Like for me, like over the past year, the, the thing that's helped a ton is like committing now to something and then mm-hmm. figuring out the plan for later yeah. i know i'm going to be super nervous i know i'm not going to be ready for it yeah i know i'm not gonna you know it's probably not to end up perfectly but like the fact that i just commit to like whatever it is i want to try then i can figure out the plan later and then yeah. i get that good nervousness and then even if i fail at it or even if it like goes the wrong way or you know whatever it is i still like i can rest on the fact like okay at least i tried and then i can yeah, try yeah. again the next time So I I think the progressive overload's good, but I'm also like a huge proponent of shoot something way higher than you think you can achieve and just like figure out the rest of the plan later. Yeah. It's like, it's a combination of doing both. Like it depends what it is, but like sometimes you don't like, People would wait for the opportunity for progressive overload rather yeah. than like creating it, so like yeah if if they're like for Derek, Nick, and I when we were going the the only example I can think of is running with this, like mm-hmm. we didn't know how to you know run, so we went out and we ran a half marathon together, and yeah. then two weeks later, there wasn't a race, we just ran a marathon, and yeah. then a couple weeks later, then we signed up for a hundred yeah. without knowing if we could do it or not, we had no idea, no plan like. But that that made me, Nick and Derek, like, so excited yeah. and so nervous that it, it made it such a fun experience. Yep. Like, I can look back on that part of my life and, be like, that was so cool. Yeah, and memorable. Memorable. Yeah. Like, I'll never forget my whole life that that day because yeah. of, like, of how, like, nervous and excited. And so I, I think doing stuff that puts you way out of that comfort zone, yep. even if you're not ready for it, like, even if you have, you're like, oh, you know, I don't think I've I've overloaded myself to get to that level yet. Yeah, I, I think it's worth taking risks every now and then.
2: Yeah, no, that that makes sense. Because like, I think another concept we've talked about is um, just like, um, constantly taking action just like mm-hmm. is, is the best way to motivate yourself. So like, for example, um, you know, like, maybe if you're on the couch, right, like the thought of of going for a workout is like pretty daunting. But yeah. then the moment you like actually are there, you're like, okay, this wasn't bad. Yeah. It's just like getting yourself up and going. So I think I guess with your scenario of like just like scheduling something or just like instantly like um, aspiring to like
0: a very ambitious goal, mm-hmm. it kind of forces you. It into trickles the action. action. Yeah. yeah, because all of a sudden, like now that thing's on the counter, like some people, like if you set the bar too high, like, like you said, progressive overloading is helpful because- you know, if you set that really high goal, yep. it could be crippling for some people. Like, it could yeah. be like, oh my God, there's no way I can do this. And then they just yeah. take no action. But for me, if I put that thing on the calendar, yep. that the big calendar, that's <laughs> that's right the um, year at a glance calendar, no, like if I, if I schedule something, I'm the type of person that I know, okay, now I have to reverse engineer. I have to do the work. It yeah. forces me into action. But some people are the opposite where they're like, oh, I, I see that thing. And it makes me like overwhelmed. Yeah, so I think it depends on the person too. Like, some people like to build up to these big, like, nervous type challenges, and I think some people do better if they're like just full set, just full. Yeah, (laughs) I mean,
2: I think that so. When you just like go for the ambitious goal, the nice thing about it is like you can still set like the baby steps to get there. Um, and you know, it's actually interesting, is like so. Um, at Facebook, they're kind of into the philosophy, and I think this is common at a lot of tech companies because tech is all about like innovation and like pushing yourself. Like if you find yourself at, as a tech company ever saying, what's the next achievable goal? Mm-hmm. It's a really bad sign. Like if I was an investor and like, I see that the CEO is like, what's the next achievable goal? It means, okay, this company is no longer in a growth state. Do we even consider them a tech company at this yeah. point? Because now they're like, they just, you know, have a product or a service and they're just like, you know, um, not innovating anymore. They're just
0: cash cow at that
2: Exactly. So um, like at Facebook, a concept they have is like always set goals that you don't think you can achieve a hundred percent. Like if you're doing goal planning and you think, yep, I can achieve a hundred percent of this goal, it means that you're not pushing yourself Mm -hmm. enough. And then you build out the plan to get there. So like, Again, you don't have to get there hundred percent, but to your point, you can like then map out the steps to like yeah. achieving that, that really, that's how people, you know,
0: that concept of like leveling up, yeah.
2: that's really kind of, I think how you I, do I it.
0: I think too, it's, it's so much about, like you said, like reverse engineering and making that plan. Mm-hmm. I think like the, the part that people get overwhelmed is like, you live your life in daily increments. All you have to do is figure out what am I supposed to do today? Yeah. It gets me closer to that goal. So like people, like, even if I set this massive goal of like, I want to go do, you know, I want to make a million dollars, for example, I want to make a million dollars this year. Yeah. If you break it down, it's like a certain amount per day and you're like, okay. Or a certain amount per week. And you're like, okay, so how am I going to actually do that? Well, maybe it takes you 10 sales calls that day to get that amount of money. And you have a certain product that you're like, whatever it is, you can reverse engineer it down to be like, what do I have to do today to get it done? And for like a lot of things, the daily action that's required is like not that much. It's like just do this daily action. It might take you two hours, it might take you four hours, it might take you one hour, whatever mm-hmm. your goal is. And then all of a sudden, if you just do it every single day over two months time, a month time, or three months time, however long it takes you, all of a sudden that day arrives when it's the day of your big a, your, a challenge or yeah. your nervous challenge or whatever, yeah. and then you can accomplish it because you've been putting in the work every single day.
2: Yeah, yep. Makes sense. I, I guess um, I'm curious to hear your perspective, because this is something I've I've dealt with and probably a, like a lot of people have. Um, so like, let's say you have your goal, like it's far out. It's not going to be every day a step forward, right? You're going to mm-hmm. have like plenty of days where it's like a step backwards. In fact, it could be like multiple days in yeah. a row. And so like now let's say like that ends up, you know, putting your goal in jeopardy so like completely so like let's say for you it was the 100 miler mm-hmm. and you're like you know making good progress in the first week but now let's say you have an injury, injury or like yeah. something like that um and this could apply to so many different scenarios but like let's just use this example Physically, yeah so I guess how what do you do in that scenario if you're like okay now the goal is like truly
1: unachievable yeah what, what so do? again
0: it's the same thing of like people are overwhelming themselves with the outcome they really want that outcome like whenever i'm in like a situation like that i don't care about the outcome so like i genuinely like i want the outcome would be so cool to achieve the right outcome yeah but if i can just reverse engineer and know like okay I just am supposed to be doing these things every single day. If I can't do it this today, I'm going to do the next best thing that will get me just, it's like, if you can't make 10% progress towards that goal, make 0.1% progress toward that goal. Like rehab the injury, like as best as you can. Mm -hmm. Because like, if you just do the 0.1%, like the whole thing in my mind, the way that works is like, don't stop the compounding. Like if you start, if you just stop everything, and you start working against yourself and the compounding goes the opposite direction, meaning like everything that you were building for, I call it yeah. like holding the line. Like there's some days where you just have to hold the line, yeah. which means like in, in my head, you truly can't get, um, you can't hold the line. You can only get worse or you can get better every day, mm-hmm. but you can get better by just 0.0001%. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think you can stay the same, but if you can just, even if it's just like, all right, I got injured. I'm just going to stretch for, 35 minutes today or, you know, a half hour or 15 minutes, like do something that's going to move the needle just a tiny bit, because every time you take a tiny, tiny bit of that action in that right direction, even if you didn't, that outcome doesn't happen in the next two months. Like the only time you fail at the outcome that you wanted to achieve is by giving up on it yeah. or you didn't hit it in the right timeline. So anytime yeah. that happens to me, I'm like, well, shit, my timeline's not the one that worked out. Hopefully I can get it the next yeah. time around or the next time, but I'm always thinking like, if if I want a certain outcome, I'm always thinking like, okay, I need to keep compounding in that direction without going against myself. And the way I do that is just 1% better, 1% better. And then eventually once I'm not injured anymore, or, you know, another race comes around, I'll go and do that one. Like maybe maybe the outcome was unachievable on this timeline, but it doesn't mean it's unachievable forever. Like that type yeah. of
2: mindset. Okay. Okay. That, that makes, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's the same thing with like, I
0: mean, I, I would imagine with like business or lifting or whatever else. Yeah. 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 I try to like apply that same, like, okay, 1% better. Like if, if yeah. I really have a goal, I'm like I just need to either hold the line by getting like 0.1% better. Like if it's yep. a terrible day or something. Yeah. But I will always want to compound it in the right direction by taking some type of action. Yeah, that makes that makes sense.
2: Yeah, it's it's a really good because I think it's very easy to get in the habit of, uh, you know, it sometimes seems like okay if I can just maintain my uh, progress, that's good enough. Yeah. Like versus like thinking about the benefit of just making like a really incremental yeah, improvement. Like yeah. Even, even bit. if that's all you can do, because like you know that also keeps the momentum It did, going, That's it. And it's that's the like momentum, key. dude like one thing that uh this was like always super interesting to me as a um like you know motivation technique so i guess jerry seinfeld like you know prior to him becoming like you know one of the most well known comedians uh he had like a ca- a big calendar, you know like this like i mean he he described it as a really big his his wasn't quite as cool cuz yeah. it was just your typical monthly one but oh, it was man. it was big Tragic. and um what he would do is he would put a X every day. He wrote at least one new joke in his journal. Uh, All it had to be was one joke, because again, it means you're making yeah, progress, that's right? That's it. And so like some days, probably he had significantly more jokes that would make it in there. But as long as it was one, then what would happen, he'd put an X on that day on the calendar. And yeah. the calendar was like hung up big, so he would always see it. And basically when you start to see a bunch of x's in a row it becomes the type of thing where you want to like keep it up because visually you're seeing like you know you don't want to stop you don't want to mess that up and that like kept him going and every day means he was getting a little bit better and uh that was like the way he motivated himself and it's it's kind of like momentum
0: it's It's like yeah and and the other thing is it builds your confidence and whatever yeah so like if you look back and you're like man like you know, some days aren't great. Some days are shitty for everyone. But at the same time, I took action every day towards this goal. Yeah. Once that time comes where you do have like that nervous challenge event or whatever, whatever it is you're trying to accomplish, you can look back and you be like, I didn't miss a single, I put in work every day towards yeah. this one thing. Yeah. Like, and, and for him, he probably like, when he goes up on to do a set for comedy, he's probably walking up there like, you know, it may not be perfect, but I, at least I've put in the work.
1: Like, yeah, you it's comfortable knowing
0: you've done it.
2: Yeah. yeah and, and I guess what I really like about this advice is, like, sometimes, like, it's easy to listen to these conversations and feel like, oh, this is, like, very pretentious, like, you know, like, these guys, like, you know, in the sense it's, like, with working out, it's, like, a lot harder than, you know, this yeah. makes it seem to achieve your goal, or, yeah. like, even, like, for, you know, like, any any aspect of life it's like okay there you know when you talk about these things it's like sounds so easy and like just like, a little, and like but yeah. what i what i really like about this is like it's actually like if you can like flip that switch in your head to say well in reality like uh this can be applied to any facet of life yeah. like literally every person has a goal and it can be like we're talking like big goals, which I do think is like important to keep in mind, but like even something small of like, okay, I want to like, you know, um, learn more about like, uh, you know, how to cook, let's say that's your thing. If every day, like all, literally all you're doing is like trying out a new recipe or something or like, yeah, that's like, you know, something like that, or this, I guess, light mindset can actually be applied to like anything. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be like a, whoa, life changing. Yeah, no, like if you're trying yeah. to get a
0: job, one resume that, sent yeah, out a yeah. day.
2: Yeah, like, Or like, even if you want to like get in the habit of like, okay, I want to live a more like clean, organized yeah. life. Like, let's say that's your thing. Like. I went through a phase like that, like where it was like, I really wanted my room like neat and clean, but it was like, it always felt like an all or nothing. Like, one yeah. day I have to sit down and like clean everything, yeah. right? Like, cleaning your room is probably like one of the most basic things I can distill down to where this philosophy still comes into play. Cause like, you could say every day I'm gonna like organize one, one section, section, you know? Yeah. And like, I think this concept, like, it doesn't have to be like a, pretentious, like, yeah, this is how I achieve, like, life-changing goals. It can be used for that. I think people should keep their mind open to the power of of that mindset, but, like,
0: it really can be applied to
2: anything. Well, I
0: think, so the reason I think people do that, they think of, like, Doing things in these big monumental pushes of work where they're like, I can't start a business. Like, it's going to be too much. Like, just do one little thing every day for it. Yeah. But the reason people can't get their mind around that is they can't see that if I just do this one tiny thing today and tomorrow and the next day, they don't understand that a year from now, two years from now, it'll be something big. They think it's going to take this monumental push of work, which in some cases it does. And the reason people think that's because momentum is real. Like once you yeah. do one, two, three, four small things, yeah. then you get this bit like, like you probably do. You're like, I'm going to clean my whole room. And then you do yeah. it and yeah. you're like, Oh, so then the next time you think about it, you're like, Oh my God, I don't want to do that again. Yeah. Because like, it's because so it's you did yeah. that monumental push. Yeah. But then flipping the mindset back and being like, well, even if I don't do the monumental big push today, yeah. let me just at least do one thing. Cause yeah. it, that, We'll keep doing that little momentum. We'll give you those days where all of a sudden it's like, boom, monumental push. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like,
2: I, I was just like laughing in my head because it's interesting like how, you know, some things like it's also like much easier to apply this than others. And like like an example is like in college, like if, if uh, our, okay, let's yeah. say our old selves were <laughs> like, let's say we could go like back in time and then we're like funny. we're like watching this podcast of ourselves we would be saying like man these guys are the <laughs> biggest hypocrites ever because like when it came from, like, yeah, like, like, oh to like to study God. for an exam or something like um uh, it would always be like, okay, let's just oh. make the the night before, the days before complete hell. I was the
0: worst like, about yeah. this, too. Like, I was the biggest procrastinator. I still probably am. Like, if I had to take a test today, I'd do the same thing. And so it's just funny. Like, yeah. I
2: think that that goes to show. But like, I know like, I can
0: do the big monumental push, though. Yeah, like, I know, like, big, when the deadline is set, you're the same way. Like, yeah. when the deadline is set and you're like, it has to be done by today yeah if we have to stay up three days in a row to get it done we'll figure it out yeah
2: like Like, i just i just think it's funny because like i think this is fantastic advice and i i think it's 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 the right advice right like we we should implement it more but
1: it's not always practical and
2: and i and, and i just think it is funny like even like it's worth pointing out like if other people like if my mom for example or like someone was watching this they'd be like all right well. I can, I don't have it in writing, but I, I can say verbatim, muzz. you've mentioned before, yeah, when I have to cram for something, that's when I really get Yeah, made, yeah you know? me like, too. So it's like funny, like the, the, duality. You know, the duality of it. <laughs> I do think the mindset we were talking about before, about the bite-sized chunks progress every day is, is for sure the, the right way to go. But I'm just saying like mm. everyone's like, it's like a it's a very tough thing to but, do. But here's everything.
0: the difference. We didn't give a shit about the tests. Like I'm yeah. talking about like and that's like kinda goes back to like some people don't care about cleaning their room either. But like I'm talking about like when you if you really care about a goal yeah. and you really want to achieve one specific thing, just a ha- you have to take one action a day towards that. Yeah. like what so for my sales team, uh, my team of SDRs, so the people that do outreach yeah. for my for my company. What we're doing now is like we used to be doing like uh i would have them like you know sending out personal video messages and and linkedin messages and yeah. instagram and facebook and, and uh like as many as they could a day and you know i tell them like hey like use your time as wise as you can i don't want you to work eight hours a day a day on outreach you should yeah. be able to do this in an hour or two so this week i'm testing something totally new where i'm like scratch all of that i want you guys to send three messages a day I want you guys to send three messages a day. They're video messages. They're highly personalized. Yeah. And then I was like, you'll do three on this, three on Facebook, three on LinkedIn, and three like, it's it's a total of, like, I think five or 10 messages a day. Like, okay. it is a tiny amount compared to what they were doing. Yeah. But I'm like, really focus and put your energy on this. I want yeah. you to be able to do it in less than an hour, work for one hour a day. And I just want to see the results. I'm yeah. just, I'm curious to see, like, if they put in, more like effort energy into these specific small amounts of messages mm-hmm. and they do it every single day with that compounding effect that we're talking about i wanted to see the results so yeah. i'm like that's what it's i'm having to do. Is, yeah so yeah. i have no idea if it's going to work but i'm that's excited to see the results yeah.
2: yeah that's like it is cool like the power of uh because there's always so much more potential somehow it feels like with the compounding effects so like seeing where something like mm-hmm. that goes is like to me
0: you did it for pouch when we were when we were like, like but it. we did the, the, like, I always tried to do it like three per day consistent yeah, on like yeah. sending out messaging. Yeah. But, um, I think we, I did the, yeah, like, twenty Yeah. No, no, we both did it one day. Yeah, we were well, like, yeah. let's send 25 video messages today. Yeah. And weirdly enough, it didn't even really help us. Like,
1: yeah, it is. It was almost like
0: too much at once for it to be like, like
2: good. at a, um, at a, like subconscious level that we probably didn't realize. Like I bet the quality of the videos were Terrible. worse because like three a day, you you vi- like it's very visible like the energy level energy. and like we may have at the twenty fifth <laughs> one it's kind of like you may you lie yourself yeah. yeah like okay I, I'm I'm doing a good job like <laughs> come on you're definitely dude not. those were painful twenty five yeah.
0: video messages in one day the most
2: frustrating uh. was like if you. If you did it and then you like, you messed up, script, oh, you know, it's no. like, and
1: you're like, oh, This is the 22nd man. one, you know? yeah,
0: because
2: there's a lot, of, it was like 25 videos, but more takes than 25 yeah.
0: because you didn't get it. It took hours, it took probably five hours or something, for yeah, me, it or took, like, yeah very maybe, long. maybe less than that. But it was a long time. Yeah. So we had to research the people too. Yeah. And dude, what if we ended up getting like one client? I one think. I don't even yeah. think it was from that. that. You know, yeah. it was, was
1: worth it.
0: But But that's the thing, dude. We never gave up on it until we, yeah. we like reached a little bit of success with it. So Yeah. Yeah, a lot of things like that, like
2: outreach, like even for applying for jobs and stuff. Like, I always like you know feel like it's a numbers game. The more you put out there, and like it's a lot. Again, what I was saying is like at the at a subconscious level, like the more um, you do all at once, maybe you're like not tailoring your like yeah. application properly. So like, if you can kind of like pace it out, but then also the it's, other benefit is like you can improve like with a uh, taking like each iteration potentially you could be,
0: better, be better and you
1: can yeah. learn which is kind of like an added
0: benefit. yeah like with outreach specifically where people are like it's a numbers game it's it is kind of a numbers game because the more you, you reach out the better but it's also a people game it's also like <laughs> it's also like are the things yeah. you're sending out quality enough and personalized yeah. enough to make someone interested in talking to you and yeah. so that's the whole point where i'm like that's why i, t- I did the i flipped the uh, approach and i'm like I just want to have a team. I want to have a like a team that it's so simple what we do. It's an hour a day of outreach. Yeah. These are the three things you just got to do this every day. Yeah. I don't I hope it works. I don't know if it will.
2: Yeah, that'll be super but. interesting.
0: Yeah. But let's take it back to uh to your because we never even got to teach these guys how to become millionaires yet uh, with so the, penny, but the penny stocks idea. Yeah, you, know, you saved all, the best <laughs> info for the yeah. end. <laughs> yeah, Thank you guys for sticking around. You guys knew. You guys knew that we were going to get to the millionaire chat at the end. Um, I want to. One, I want to quickly talk on like what you're doing, like in terms of like what, just the idea of like the penny stock investing. Not, not like this is like a. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I, uh, I just, just between me funny. and you yep, yep. for. For the, the fun of it yeah. um this is not like advice yeah, or anything yeah. obviously uh but then i also want to talk about uh a little bit of crypto and then this those things where i think Chamath was talking about it too you know that yeah yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. so um those companies that are Helping companies IPO.
2: Oh, this this SPACs.
0: SPACs. yeah. Facts. I think yeah. that is super interesting, those companies. Yeah.
2: Um, okay, so or is the, it one
0: company or is it companies that do this?
2: So, this will be the part of the podcast where like people who actually know what they're talking about will be like, all right, let's hear Muzz run his mouth about <laughs> stuff he hardly knows. So I'm going to do <laughs> my well. best with, with that asterisk. Yeah. Um, okay, so, so, you know, first topic the penny stocks essentially what's happening with those that
0: again it's just like what's your strategy what do you like to do with penny stocks yeah. just for fun
2: so with these it's like where this is going to sound like really crazy but i just feel like we're living in a time where, like, a lot of stocks move based off momentum of, yeah, like, for what sure. people's sentiment is about the stock. Dogecoin. Exactly. Elon Musk
0: just tweeted about Do- – like, right yes. now, like, yeah. as we're recording this, he tweeted about Dogecoin, like, two hours ago. It's up 417%. <laughs> yes. Okay,
2: exactly. So, like, you know, stocks are moving in a weird way. Like, and I'm just trying to, like, get a better sense of is it possible right now to, like – make money off of what i perceive is like people's
1: sentiment.
0: momentum and,
2: yeah and momentum. oh for sure it is and so i'll basically find the uh, you know a company which is getting a lot of buzz on like you know reddit media, Twitter, yeah and, uh, yeah like any any source but hasn't taken with, off yet yeah like i don't want to like end up chasing it um but then i'll also look at like the volume right so like if the volume significantly higher than the the average volume that means all right like that buzz is starting to come yeah. in there's like a lot more um transactions happening here it uh, has the potential like you know kind of boom and um so yeah you, i'm looking at like buzz around the stock the volume and then like i then will look for some sort of catalyst so like there are, normally is a reason like people uh will have some conviction around this stock like it could be something simple like earnings are coming up mm-hmm. or it could be something like okay um you know like there's a new administration that like really likes green energy this stock mm-hmm. is probably going to thrive under these like executive orders that are coming out yeah. you know like it could be any you you almost have to like it, it really is you have like to guess weirdo- what
0: people are going to think
2: yeah exactly exactly kind of you know and see like is this like big enough of a catalyst to where like i think it would bring in more you know folks and stuff like that yeah Yeah. and then from there it's just kind of like riding it out seeing what happens and and i think like it's again it's a very uh rudimentary strategy that like probably sounds like really Really crazy, but like, I it's more almost like an experiment that I'm yeah. just like curious.
1: Can
0: so you're just so you're looking for these these companies and then you're finding them and then you're being like, okay, if they have a catalyst and I want I'm in early enough, are you just riding it up for a little bit? You're not riding oh no, very
2: re- yeah, these are not long term,
0: yeah, these are just like um,
2: swing-term. and I hope maybe one day I find a company that like I really have conviction around
1: and I'm like, this is like a lot, real, a true, XRP, yeah, of course.
2: Um. But, you know, we'll, like, we'll, we'll see, I guess, um, the the penny stock game, like if, if, if that happens, um, and then I guess, yeah, with the, I I was, so,
0: you know, like, uh, you know, like those stock trading games, like we had in college. So I had this one strategy, same thing with penny stocks, but it was the opposite. Um, (laughs) if anyone out there is listening and they're like in one of those stock market classes in high school or college, do this technique this will win you this will win you the game or it will lose you the game dramatically (laughs) but this is super funny to do so whenever you're playing in those stock games you um because the markets aren't real they're mimicking real markets but the amount of shares that you can buy Mm -hmm. don't have to be readily available Okay. Which means like it's not a real market. Like the markets are are they're playing the same like numbers and stuff. Yeah. But it, it there doesn't actually have to be a buyer on the other end in these stock market games online. Yeah. Um, for like people who are practicing trading and stuff. So what I was doing is I was going and I was finding penny stocks, kind of what you were saying, that had blown up just on speculation, but were terrible companies. Mm-hmm. So I'd find a penny stock, I'll just look up like a fake Chinese company that just blew up just because people pumped it up mm-hmm. so pump and dumps yeah but i would wait till it was it would pump all the way up and then like right when i would see it start to like start to head back down mm-hmm. i would short the stock and typically what happens is in the real stock market you can't short that stock because in order to short the stock, that means you have to borrow X amount of the stock.
1: Yeah.
0: And so in real life, usually there's not enough shorts available for you to take a massive position on it. You may be able to get a couple of them, but everyone in the world knows the stock's going down. So the shorts that are available, they're already taken. So people short them like that. Okay. But what I figured out is because it's a fake game, I was like, oh, I can buy as many shorts as I want, and I know for sure, like, almost 99.9%, this is going to go crashing back down to zero. Yeah. Or back down to whatever was that it was at before it pumped. It was a yep. pump and dump scheme. Yeah. So, I was reversing the pump and dump, and I was shorting <laughs> all the stocks on okay. on the downside. Yeah. And so, like, I made, like, I can't remember, like, millions or a couple hundred thousand, like, like instantly in yeah. this game. And like ended up winning the stock market challenge thing, and I think you could win like real money from this like specific oh, okay. one that I was in. Um, like if if you go to like a competition. Like Got a, it. So okay. for anyone out there, if you guys enter a that's stock challenge, strategy. that's a good okay. strategy. Okay. But um, yeah. So your your strategy with with penny stock right now is kind of the opposite. You're looking for the catalyst to make them explode. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. because um, I'm not in the business of like shorting. Yeah, you know, that's risky. Like a, yeah, and. And, and and another layer of this is like there's a lot of like um, cool like APIs and like um, easy like I mean there's a lot of websites out there that do this, but if you want to write your own script, it's really easy to have, like to see like what tickers are most mentioned on Reddit and Twitter, but also the sentiment around like so oh, when people are tweeting about it, that's like are they bullish or bearish? Yeah, and like so I I you know, dabbled in a little bit of that. And like, I mean, it, it really with like, it has been interesting. Like I have seen like a, uh, obviously the like, positive correlation if like sentiment is bullish around the stock, yeah. it's gonna, you know, it seems going like up. it's going up. Now, it's, it's a dangerous too because it's like, uh, you know, there's a lot of bag holders who are just like constantly mm. bullish. Bullish, and, like me on it. Hey, but we, we, uh, we have uh, hopefully like good reason to be, you know. And but We um, gotta
1: dive
0: into crypto from these guys. Yeah, <laughs> That's how we'll teach them how to be millionaires.
2: Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's like another fascinating route
0: there so what are the apis do you have a recommendation that you use or anything um, like a website or a- basically if you so if you
2: like um i forget the exact name of the the, the twitter one but it's, it's it's really easy um but essentially if you just google like um python library um Twitter sentiment analysis—you'll get a bunch of like Python packages where you can just like easily write a script, which will—you um, lost you know, everyone. <laughs> you know, trust me, it's like it's it's it like you could look up a YouTube video and learn this okay, skill okay, in that's ten fair. minutes. That's true. Python—that's the beauty of this language—is it's like
0: not as crazy. As yeah, it you can pick uh, it, it up. You know, much.
2: like you can sound like the biggest like. Like the smartest guy in the room if you're not with like people who have that background. <laughs> and it's really cause you watched a ten minute YouTube yeah. video. You know,
1: That's
0: so. Um, okay, so what's your what's your crypto analysis? Okay, like we got the penny <laughs> stocks out. Do you have any first real quick, do you have any like long term like you're like I really like the stock for long term play? Uh in uh, the penny stock game? No, no, no. In like just regular stocks.
2: oh uh, or in
0: penny stocks. Yeah, either one. I like can for okay, me so, I don't I don't have like a stock pick where I'm like I love this one. I'm sticking it out. I'm not even in the the stocks that much.
2: So, right now, one, and it's already gone up, but this so far this year has been like my, I'm really proud of this play. Mm -hmm. It's a company called um, uh, Telos, uh, um, or Telus, and its ticker is TLS. So, I bought it right when it IPO'd. And I've had uh, it, it's like double, like it's been a hundred percent return. It's doubled. Uh, nice, the, the that's amazing. And it's a it's a cybersecurity company. And just like with everything that's going on, you know, in the world, like shifting in that direction, right. like even like cyber warfare among like countries and stuff. Yeah. I'm like again, it seems like an interesting. You worked moment. in cybersecurity, and I, I did work. Yeah, exactly. That in my helped. previous role, yeah. Like yeah, I, I knew like this is like a, a growing sector and stuff like that. Um this is like another funny thing. It's not a reason I bought the stock, but like I like when they do this. So um there's like a thing in cybersecurity uh like uh called like transport layer security mm-hmm. and it's like um like a, a you know common term if you if, acronym if you say TLS people know so like the fact they made their ticker TLS and like oh, I always love that stuff yeah. and like you know another one that that happened with is like uh Moderna who was one of the oh, They've, that's a newbie yeah, they, one everyone knew that they, no but calm. there's no 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 i'm just saying their oh ticker their ticker is it's, mrna yeah and, mRNA. and they were like they, you know helped like that's this vaccine sad. is yeah, like an mrna, mRNA yeah. vaccine so i think that's that's clever
1: cool, yeah i thought you were about to say no. <laughs> moderna was one of your picks I was like that's the yeah. most cliche no, shit. yeah 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 that, although
2: pfizer like yeah. hardly went up like i know like, I
1: mean, like everyone's like, like it's gonna
2: yeah like moderna like man if you like Hopefully if you were like those were your two COVID vaccines, yeah. hopefully you at least diversified or went all in on Moderna because like Pfizer was it's like, like a behemoth that like start. yeah, it just it just hardly like no, did anything.
1: Didn't.
2: And so um so yeah, TLS was was a big one and then uh I'm really happy about Etsy like Oh yeah, I love Etsy. Yeah, I just have okay this is another but thing, I don't like, have this uh, if you have conviction around the yeah. company like I think it's part of the reason oh, Elon
0: true. Musk tweeted about Etsy yesterday he did recently. did that help <laughs> it go
2: up a lot uh I, I I don't think it like immediately after it Never actually he tweets, it took a dip it's like, but I think it's back up okay from where it where it was but um uh Tesla like I think part of the reason it's like has such great growth and like you haven't seen like Obviously, it's not 100% of the retail investors, Mm -hmm. but I think even, like, these, these, you know, big shot, like, you know, the whales who are, like, investing a lot, like, they all have conviction around the company. Like, Tesla's one of those companies, like, if you, like, people genuinely like it, so they buy the stock. Like, I think that's a very powerful thing. I think that's why Apple is- The fundamentals are,
0: like- yeah. They're out it's, the window nowadays. It's about with us younger guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, about,
2: it's about the conviction behind yeah. the company. And I think Tesla is a great example of that. And that's why I'm obsessed with the sentiment analysis. Yeah. Like, no, I, I, I think, think it's, it's so very, important.
0: Yeah. Like especially, especially if you're looking for like, quicker gains exactly that's all it's trading on if If you're you're looking
2: for the swings swings, just see where the sentiment is and make sure there's volume to
0: support and make sure they make sure you're there before like (laughs) Like everyone else (laughs) yeah Yeah, don't be chasing
2: so um yeah i like people
0: people who are like messaging us asking if they should buy gamestop like (laughs) you were too late like how and also the trading has stopped yeah
1: yeah yeah exactly
0: so but so crypto then. So like obviously that's the stocks. I, I was like I'm a very boring stock trader. Like if for me, like if I'm in stocks, it's like large cap stocks that I'm I'm really interested Which in. Which is company. where most
1: of my money yeah. is still in. I'm so either
0: large cap or, or I or I'm in I'm in my indexes chilling yeah. and it's for, that's the
2: realistically that's the best way to just no, it. if, if you're young.
0: But but that's I actually like I, so I switched my mindset from that. I was like, yeah, diversify, diversify. And then I was like, no, I don't have enough money to diversify. And so my, my new theory, and this doesn't work for everyone. It depends completely on your goals and your risk yeah. tolerance. My new theory though, for me, <laughs> and I've told you this a little more, we, yeah. we kind of differ on this is I don't think you should diversify when you're young. Um, and I get, I, you know, back to the whole thing of like, what we were talking about before, where you should put a little bit in every day and that type of thing. I, understand like trust me i know about compounding i do yeah, it in my yeah, daily yeah. life like with working out and all that yeah. stuff but for some reason in my mind it like i fully understand that the, like how money compounds over time yeah but i'm more interested while i'm younger in acquiring um a good amount of capital to then diversify. So before I have, you know what, it depends on your goals completely. Yeah. But if you don't have enough money to diversify, obviously your gains are going to be very, very minimal. So for me, I like to take kind of like the Gary Vee approach where I'm like, I have a couple good bets where I place almost all of my discretionary money that I can afford to lose. I'm totally okay without into those few bets that I think this is my best chance to amass a lot of money that then at that point when I have a lot of money then I'll diversify and compound over time yeah but until I can do that I don't want to have my discretionary money making me even if it was 10 even if it was 10% a year it's not gonna make me enough money for me to have achieve my goals until I'm 60 Or it will never even achieve my goals. Like my goals are too high for the certain discretionary (laughs) amount of money. So in my head, I'm like, okay, I need to outperform it. So I need to go and I need to place more money into my top bets. Yeah. Acquire a bag and then do it. And and then again, the reason I think this way is because I want to have money when I'm younger, not when I'm not when I'm 70 and retire, 60, 60 and I retire. So that's the difference. I want to be able to have money and and amass a certain amount of money and have money work for me while I'm younger. Yeah. And in order to do that, I'm willing to take a lot of risk because I know I can back it up with making more income.
2: Yeah. No, I think, I think. And crypto,
0: that's all in crypto.
2: Yeah. Like, I mean, (laughs) everyone like has their own philosophies and I think like you said it's all about your risk tolerance at the end of the day like for me like I still like. I totally agree with the mindset of like you need to be aggressive while you're young and like mm-hmm. take those chances. So, but but I don't like necessarily like go all in. All but in. Do a like, little of both. Yeah, like I'll have like a lot of my money. Like if I you know split up. If you saw pie chart of the total like portfolio, a lot of it's like in, you know safe investments. Those mm-hmm. those index funds that I'm gonna let ride out but then there's enough to where I can like still take a risk on mm-hmm. some like speculative plays and, and hope it goes up because I mean, there's like a really good quote from like uh, Jeff Bezos where he's like, if you have, I'll probably butcher the quote, but it's something like if you have a chance at a hundred X investment, you know, yep. but you know, it's going to fail nine out of 10 times, even the fact that you have a one out of 10 chance at the hundred X, you should take that bet every that's single time. That's what I'm saying. That's like a Jeff jet
0: that That's healthy backup. So thank yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard that I'm before. So, um, it's risk to reward though. It's like obvious.
1: Yeah.
2: And so like, I, I definitely try and leave enough funds where while I'm young, you know, you without could hit that I'm not supporting a family and stuff like that. Yeah, like I can afford to take those risks. Um, but you're just not going all in on all that. In, yeah. yeah,
0: and which is you know, it's it's smart for your goals. Like yeah, if someone else has different goals and they just have to align their risk reward ratio for that. Like the so in in the crypto space, there's obviously massive amounts of volatility, but with that comes massive. Potential for gains yeah and so there's certain ones like bitcoin where like if you invest in bitcoin over the long term it's already kind of made a big run-up so you're probably not going to be able to make life like you can make life-changing money for some people but you're not going to make like invest a a couple thousand bucks and be a millionaire yeah anymore that that time has passed even
2: now like like okay let's say like i think it's trading around 31 let's say like it's at 33k just mm-hmm. for you know the example now so it it it's a million us, yeah or even like even like 100k which is like you think that's like a huge jump mm-hmm. for it to go which it could certainly do and it's I, I only 100 it percent, but, but or, like, yeah it's like it's like in the increase. yeah exactly like you're three at, you know uh you're turning 33 into 100 and it's like not nearly like what you would have got with the initial, like run-out. think. About, okay, so yeah. think think about it
0: for people that don't understand. Dogecoin, the thing that Elon Musk just tweeted about, had you had put a thousand dollars into Dogecoin, you would have made four thousand dollars. It was a four hundred percent increase. Yeah. In in like but twenty it's minutes. Such a, see, but way riskier. Tough. No, yeah. no. But I'm just giving the examples so they understand. the The flip side is, you put a thousand dollars into Bitcoin let's say over time it goes up to a hundred thousand dollars you have now made on that thousand dollars, maybe you made two grand or something like that. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, even though it, it's a good investment and it was like, obviously better beats a lot of the other ones. It's not the amount of like, uh, like in order to have life changing money, like the, where, where it's a hundred X, like uh, Jeff Bezos said, like if you can yeah. make a bet where it's even if it's a 1% or a 10% chance that a hundred X is, it needs to be, a bet that can do 100x. Like, yeah, you want something that's really going to,
1: you know. Um,
0: like, Bitcoin can't, change, can't 100x at this point. It's an amazing store of value. So, if you have yeah, a lot of money, great spot to put it. Yeah. But, in yeah. same, almost likewise with Ethereum. Like, yeah, it can double, it can triple, it can quadruple. Agreed. But it's not going to be, like, 100x. Yeah. Okay. The potential of it. That's why, for me, I I think of, like, XRP as being one that I'm like, okay, I have enough of it that I have acquired over a lot you know, a good period of time at such a low amount that if this did explode, it would be that like hundred X type of situation. Yeah. Where I'm like, so for me, the risk to reward there, it's like, it's so obvious. There's no other place where I actually am confident enough in something. And I've done all the research on it where I'm like, Oh, like this makes sense to where I can like feel comfortable being like, I have enough of this where like the the hundred X yeah. rule makes sense. Yeah,
2: and and so that like okay, so like for you like and you know with like XRP like the good other good thing is like having conviction behind the the bet you're making. You have to be able like, to hold it. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Because I think like with that Jeff Bezos quote, he he didn't you know it's not explicitly in there, but it's also like goes without saying. It has to be you know something you also legitimately think can do a hundred X like. Granted, you know it's a long shot. He said, even like nine out of ten times it's gonna fail. Yeah, but you you know that there's like a one percent chance. If things 10% move in the chance right chance. way, yeah. yeah. So that's why I'm saying with Dogecoin, it's like yeah, really it's, that's hard. That's momentum. Get, that's such a momentum, and that's what I'm saying about this yeah. sentiment thing. It's like that's one that's so tough, and people feel regret they missed out on it. I want of oh, those people, you yeah. know, <laughs> because I'm like, oh, I could have easily turned, you know, you know made a few bucks here but it's like one where like there's nothing like it's a literally a meme coin that is now like i mean you know people have you know say there's like certain use cases for it but like it's just like fascinating like that's like the epitome and perfect example of like how sentiment and momentum are just like totally yeah. changing the game.
0: But. Well, but so like at the same point in time, it's like like you said, you have to like if you didn't do the research on what you're invested in and you don't truly, truly believe in it, you're not gonna be able to with like hold it during times yeah. when, when like things get bumpy. And then what if you can't hold it over the long term, then you can't see hundred X gains unless you just got really lucky and hit it like yeah. right at the right time. But, like, for most people, in order to see those massive gains where it's, like, 100x, you need to hold Amazon for 20 years. Like, you need to have bought Amazon when it was, like, a couple bucks and see it go to a 1,000. So, that it's possible. It's just you actually have to know what you hold and then hold it for a long enough period of time. And I know we're talking about XRP, but, like, that's not – I mean, like, that's the one that I like the most because – simply because of the risk-to-reward ratio on it.
1: Yeah. Because
0: it's, like, one of those – larger market cap cryptos that there's a lot of like negative speculation a lot of positive speculation there's yeah, a lot like, of like things under fire but if it does turn out like that 10 percent where yeah. hey it ended up working out it would be crazy so i'm comfortable making a risk on something like that um but then on the flip side there's there's other like altcoins in crypto where i'm like no this makes no sense yeah the risk is too high without enough things backing
1: it exactly like for me
0: i need to do a lot of research and know like the fundamentals behind it and Who is the team behind this? That's what's most important for a lot of these points.
1: Yeah, for sure. Because, like,
0: if you just think about it, there's 7,000 or, like, probably more than that, cryptocurrencies. Yeah. Let's pretend like it's the internet stock boom era, whatever you want to call it. Internet stocks, they come out, and uh, the internet's released. That's, like, one of the craziest life-changing revolutionary events. Yeah. Then there's like the Googles, the Facebooks, the Amazons, the Apples yeah. of the world that, that pop up around those times. Yep. There's also like the internet.coms, the, the things that like totally flop, but they, <laughs> yeah. they had the brand names and they were doing well yeah. at the time. And there was that massive bubble of like yeah. the dot-com era. Yep. So I think about crypto the same. It's like out of the 7,000 coins that are ICOing that are here right now, mm-hmm. probably realistically 1% survive so let's just say that's 70 coins just for for numbers sake 70 coins survive you're looking at right now the top market caps you're like okay bitcoin ethereum xrp whatever else like those are pretty established in the space Mm -hmm. so even though they're really volatile and people think they're all really risky those are still pretty like they're pretty non-risky for how risky everything else can get yeah and then you start looking at some of these other coins and you're like okay these are like Pennies right now, and they're like, there's certain things that are very speculative, and you start needing to look at like, okay, who's the team that's involved behind this? What are they trying to? What's what's the use case? Yeah, yeah, and so like the way I feel like people are just like misinterpreting this is like this is a new asset class. Like there's stocks, there's bonds, there's real estate, there's, uh I mean, there's really not that many asset classes. (laughs) So when you think about crypto, having a new asset class invented only comes around maybe once every couple hundred yeah. years statistically. Yeah. And you're like, okay, if this is an event that only happens once every couple hundred years, we're at the very beginning of it at this point in our lives when we can take risk on it. Yeah. we're down in our 20s right now. Yeah. How foolish would it be? It would it's more risky to not take action on something like this right now than it is to actually take yeah. action on it. Like yeah. so for me I'm just like looking at it and I'm like, yeah, there's like traditional stocks and I can make 10% of my money, maybe. But yeah. the way that the, the stock market's even working right now, they're just printing money left and right. Like it's setting crypto up to be a grand slam yeah. without even thinking about it. So it's like, yeah. I'm trying to find the coins and like me and Matt have talked about this a bunch. We were talking about, there's one,
2: have you done a podcast? With Matt? No, I want to have him
0: on. I just talked about all the time. So I want to have him on, but we were talking about H bar.
1: Okay. There's one
0: that's like backed by, or I don't know if it's backed by, but on the councils like Google and, and T-Mobile and all these major companies okay. are, are using their tech. And it's like, um, that one's super interesting. It's, yeah, HBAR. And then I really like XRP and XLM. And I think like the stuff they're doing, if they hit it right, and like the things do happen with the central banks and like, the, you know, the SEC case gets cleared and their currency and stuff, I think the potential is crazy big for those. Um, and then, like, obviously, like, the Bitcoins and Ethereums and stuff. I, I just think, like, people got to look at, like, what's the utility of these coins and can they be adopted long-term and yes. actually adopted by the governments? Like, people, like, guys, the people that run the world, they're still <laughs> going to run the world and they're still going to put regulations in place. Yeah. If the second regulatory clarity comes into place for the crypto space, mm-hmm. Half these coins are wiped out. Yeah, like maybe probably eighty percent of them are wiped out. Yeah. So the ones that abided by or are abiding by regulatory clarity post the the reaming right. of yeah. all the regulatory stuff, um, I think those ones will see a massive spike. Because think about it. Yeah. Imagine just the market cap in cryptocurrency right now is it's not even well, I think it's like a billion dollar or uh, it's it's not even a trillion dollars. It's like a couple. Uh-huh. It's like Maybe six hundred and seven hundred billion, maybe almost a trillion now because of okay. Bitcoin, so the market cap's almost a trillion if the market cap the market cap in stocks is like uh, I mean there's single companies that have market market caps, cap's bigger than of that. a trillion that's yeah. what I'm saying like like
2: I think Apple Microsoft
0: yeah Amazon. now picture picture just this like okay, crypto becomes regulated, you know governments actual like people who are in the regular traditional stock industry, like, they're like, okay, everyone can invest in some of these cryptos now. Mm-hmm. As money flows into that space, it's gonna flow to the top cryptos that are yeah. regulated. Even if you're just, it's not too late. Like if you're in it now, like over the next 20 years, it's gonna be crazy. Like of yeah. the mar- if the market cap in the whole space goes up, let's just say it goes to 10 trillion. Like I don't even know what's gold. Gold's probably like 20 trillion no or something idea. like that. Yeah. If it just goes up to like 10 trillion, that amount of money that flows in that space, I don't care what it's in right now. Those yeah. main, mark, like high market cap cryptos are going to go crazy. Yeah, because people just park their money. Park, right? Yeah, their money gets like, think about you join Coinbase, you park yeah. your money in one of those top cryptos, you want to be safe. Yep. you're in the top three across you diversify across the top three you're like yeah i don't know yeah once the institutional money plus the re- the rest of the retail investors come into the space yeah it's gonna be like insane and yeah. we've already started to see it with bitcoin you've seen like all those major institutions like like plugging, JP Morgan, yeah jp yeah. morgan's but like the funny part is all those guys are the same guys that two years ago were like oh
1: no don't buy bitcoin That's going to <laughs> yeah. zero i mean
0: they yeah. were probably buying it the whole exactly. time
1: like, yeah so
0: but so what's your crypto take where where, where you stand on crypto and what's your, your
2: yeah picks? i mean uh i'm kind of the same boat as you like i think i'm in you know most of the major players and it's kind of like uh diversified among them and um i'm kind of just like waiting it out to kind of see where it goes like crypto is one where like i almost choose to not actively manage it like to the, in the, in the sense that it's so volatile that you, by looking at it every day, I was getting into the habit of like, okay, can I buy and sell yeah. and, and you lose, you know, you, you can never, it's hard, it's hard to have a
0: good perspective on something that's really volatile.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, no, I mean, my perspective there is like, I, I do think, especially with the bigger ones that um, there's only going to be like growth in, in the near to, not just near like long-term future yeah. and i think it's worth getting into all of them i like, think 10 um, years out like yeah 15
0: years out when we're only 40 you know like yeah we're 40 years old and also we've been holding these for 15 years if it's yeah. anything like the internet which it's shaping up to be yeah some of these will be grand slams like. for
2: sure for sure so um, yeah, I think it'll be super interesting to see and like, but oh, um, so
0: what are your picks? Like where, where are your, like, so like your allocation? Bitcoin,
2: and... Ethereum, I have XRP. Um, yep. those are honestly the three. The top three. Yeah. Downs. I don't have, those are pretty safe. I don't yeah. have anything actually like in full transparency out, outside of, outside, the, of, outside of those. Yeah. I,
0: yeah, I, so I was investing in like quite a few different ones. I was mm-hmm. like diversifying a lot. I I made a lot of money on Chainlink, which was weird. Oh, okay. I like bought Chainlink because my friend told me about it, and I was like looking at. It, I was like, oh, this is actually really interesting. Bought it at two dollars, and then it like had a crazy pump to twenty. And oh, then I wow. traded. So a lot of the stuff that I was doing is I was trading out of it. I wasn't selling it, but I okay. was just transferring it. My long term, like gotcha. my biggest long term idea, like my thing that I think will work the most. Yeah. Which is funny because a lot of people are really against this is this XRP. So. I'm like a huge XRP guy. So yeah. I was filling my XRP bag with making money on these other altcoins.
2: Okay, so you're using other altcoins to fund. To the- funnel my yeah. XRP <laughs> bag.
1: <laughs> which, which
2: like, funny enough, like just because of all of the, uh, the, the bad press, you know, uh-huh. it was probably like, Really maximizing your effort because crazy. these guys are going up. XRP
0: is going up. I know. So I got lucky. Able to, you're
2: able to like. It wasn't that lucky though. Know. Like
0: I know what you mean. Like it wasn't like XRP was down. These were up and I yeah. made crazy good. I made good money on uh, Chainlink, which helped me with XRP. Yeah. But outside of Chainlink, like Bitcoin, I, I had it at like 5K, 6K. And I ended up getting out of it into XRP at like 10 or 12 Or no, 12K, okay, okay. maybe 13K. And it's yeah. at forty k. So like, imagine had yeah, yeah, it held yeah. till. So a lot yeah. of them, like, I didn't make optimal decisions well, on. Well,
2: Xerf he had a pretty crazy run all the way. Up yeah, there, like,
0: it's nine, nine, you know, ninety. Like yeah, like, like at its yeah. peak, it none like, of us would
2: have caught it. Yeah, probably. Derek
0: saw it. Like, <laughs>
1: that,
2: that guy's it like, up all night. You yeah, know, that like, was
0: it yeah. like, so like ninety something
1: cents?
2: But but I think then, it, like a reasonable peak was you know, sustained peak
1: for a while it was around sixty. I want to yeah. say. Yeah.
0: And then the SEC lawsuit, but that's the thing. Like even with all this, this stuff going on, it's like people are so like nearsighted on it. It's like, wait till it plays out. If you're confident, like if you did the research and you're very confident in your bet, like I don't this is kind of a a crazy thing to think about, but you and I, me, you and CJ, actually, I took CJ's money. I I took my brother's money when I was a couple of years back and I invested and we both invested in XRP, um, and some other cryptos in like 2016 or 2017. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it late, was, right it was before now. that big bull run in, in yeah. 2017. And mm-hmm. so we've been just, we've, I, and I actually got all my crypto stolen off of that exchange. <laughs> yeah. So I lost all that yeah, money. That was I was run. in like a shady exchange. And yeah. like, I remember you were like, yeah, just get on Binance. And I was yeah. like, they won't even let me make an account. So I had yeah. to make an account on this like shady exchange and I lost all my money. But regardless, like, the fact that we were investing in it that long ago and we're still, same opinions, still in it, like, yeah, nothing yeah. crazy is, is, like, that different. Yeah. I think we're just hitting that, like, that, that compounding like curve sure. where it's, yeah. like, everyone in the world starting to realize, holy shit, like, traditional, like, inflation is getting crazy. They're printing yeah. money out of control. The government's getting wild. And then at the same time, crypto starting to rise. I feel like we're hitting that tide where it's, like, Now's about to be the time where where things might get turned on in the crypto world. Yeah,
2: no, it'll be super interesting. But you're going to stick with your penny stocks. (laughs) We'll see. We're going to see how this sentiment analysis works out for me. And uh, (laughs) I guess last topic and last question, you know, uh, a lot of folks have been, you know, as as a big advocate for XRP, a lot of folks are trying to get, uh, you know, this (laughs) going where they, you know, they call it ZERP. You know, with sounding it up, do you want this to catch on? I totally made this up, but i no, I actually have, I have. You know, heard. it might be something I start doing <laughs> just to be it, you know, I,
1: cashing I, in I
2: feel people. like I heard ZERP somewhere,
1: but I didn't know what it meant. Until um, you just now said That's back. gonna
2: be so. This was my way of saying some folks. That's me. Okay. And you like this, to call this it podcast Zirp. is gonna be my yeah. I've never publicly <laughs> stated this out of embarrassment, but you know this podcast is is my chance you're to call say it let's call it zerp here and there. It sounds kind
0: of cool. It actually does sound kind of cool. And
1: uh, you so know zerp is going to the moon.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. The, the problem with people that are listening to this is unfortunately due to the SEC lawsuit. <laughs> You can no longer buy XRP. So. Yes. Zerp, yeah, Zerp, yeah. You can see you
2: can't do it that easily. Like, what am I going to do for Bitcoin? Like, BTC, B- yeah. BTC, you know? Yeah. and
0: Zerp's actually pretty you cool. You Zerp sounds Z- cool. Z- <laughs> yeah.
2: Like, imagine when you send payments to people, you're I'm just gonna like, you. I'm going to Zerp you. That's like, genius. it sounds really cool. Like, actually, that's a great idea for a company. Yeah. You know? Zerp. Zerp, oh, we, yeah. we should steal
1: that for one of Let's our, just, our like next you
2: know? Okay, edit this yeah, out I'm of the podcast Nobody and that name. we We're copyright Zerp, yeah. okay? But I think even if Brad is listening to this, Brad he needs to, yeah, yeah, you know, CEO, CEO of this guy, he needs to like start coining Zerp as a, as a yeah. phrase and be like, once it, once it becomes like, that, branding. The, the yeah, the, the way you transact, you know, you're instead of saying, uh, I made, like, I sent money via XRP, I Zerped, I zerp my money to a different I country it. cuz it's doing amazing. international <laughs> I really like this, you know. Okay. I'm, let's just like not tell them it, and like
1: actually use it. Yeah,
2: no, I think it's Zurf. like every time I read it in Zerp army or
1: group chat, Zurf. you know,
2: and that's how I'm reading it. It's it's, it's kind of it's <laughs> kind of like the people who say lol versus lol, lol you know. I've always been a lol guy. I've been a lol guy too. All right, good. Right. Good. So yeah, this is something I've always done, but I just you know I I figured where where is the best place to announce this, and what better than the playing company podcast? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So.
1: That's incredible.
2: Uh, but but I think that's all I've got in the tank for, yeah. for this podcast. Yeah, i know. Because, you. know, like, you. We're, too many we're wrapping ideas. up. We
0: we we've <laughs> given these guys too many uh, too many stock plays, too many things, too many stocks to buy, too many things. To think exactly. About.
2: They're gonna be like. Um, yeah, Muzz is going to show up to the next podcast. He's going to be like, well, guys, um, penny stock experiment didn't work out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I'm going to show up and be like, well, guys, my XRP bag, my ZERP bags are still 100% packed. I'm ready for the moon. He's ready for it. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: exactly. So who knows? Um, hopefully, it's uh, it's it, I, I come with good news for the next one, but... Um, <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah see. you have to make, now that you've, now that you've openly talked about your penny stock game, you're going to have to make even crazier predictions. If you're I know. I,
2: I managed to weasel my way out of this podcast without giving a single penny stock pick that I'm like, uh, look out for this one. But with the one I am talking time, about, yeah, time, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll throw it out there just for folks, you know, let's see what happens this. You can judge me on this one. Oh okay. man, you're confident. <laughs> <laughs> no no I, I, it's one I, it's not a long-term play, but i'm excited about major league football as i'm talking about it all right people are dying what's the ticker mlfb, MLFB. Right. MLFB. so people are dying for football all right yeah. you know we we uh, had a weird season with the nfl like luckily uh, you know we're having the super bowl next week um And, you know, it worked out. But, like, I think people still have a desire for football. Major League (laughs) football, guys. Look at, you know, today's date, January 28th. January 28th. I'm going to timestamp you guys. Let's take a look at Major League football in two weeks. Two weeks. See the chart.
0: Um, oh, you have to comment on this podcast yeah be they,
2: they like it's either I'm a genius or I'm a total <laughs> he's fool, really right? confident <laughs> but, but like, see, this is actually one of my yeah. see, this is one this of my worst on ones <laughs> to, to give out because a lot of the, my passion for this one is the fact I'm a big football, like football fan yeah. and the idea to like say I'm, I'm a part owner of a of a football league uh, is like a really
0: cool thing Muzz is a part of but, a little football. For all my football, I have a lot of football. There's
2: gonna, the Colum- there's gonna be a Columbus team, the Columbus Union. Really? <laughs> yeah. So go Buckeyes,
1: um, but yeah, so uh,
2: actually, it might not be. I might have gotten ahead of myself. It might be the Ohio Union, Ohio not the Columbus, Union. but still cool. That's still and true. kind of a weird name because we have the Union. Maybe I should, maybe Ohio Ohio I should State. play in the league. I think so. I should try to I bring my so. walk on.
0: For those of you guys out there that didn't make it to the NFL that were trying to walk on places, this is your chance.
2: This is your chance. Um, start talking about major, major league, league football. football. Yeah, get the word out there. <laughs> Express your interest. Let's get that sentiment. Get higher. the stock. Um, to the let's all buy this stock. The let's all be owners. Yeah, in it. But but yeah, this is the one I'm gonna put out. You know, I'm gonna put out there and allow people to judge me. You're, you're gonna, gonna, gonna make money me. just
0: on all these crazy I'm amount of viewers. I'm pumping it. I'm
1: pumping it right. <laughs>
0: he's the uh, owner so he's trying
1: to pump the stock I, for exactly, genius. exactly that's what these
0: Wall Street, uh,
1: are. These will be right Wall Street I know guys. I've become a suit
2: you know <laughs> <laughs> but like um, yeah. you know that's that's the one I'm going to put out on the line but uh, we'll uh, mine
0: uh. just for everyone's uh, prediction sake mine is just XRP that's the only thing I'm putting <laughs> out into the into the universe unfortunately those of you who are on Coinbase you can no longer buy it right now due to the lawsuit but if you can get on a different exchange and buy it, that's my pick. All right. <laughs> Sounds good.
2: So, well, so in 10 years. His is longer. <laughs> just, so see, we balance each other out. I'm just going for like a, two weeks. a swing trade here. Yeah, we could say two weeks. I'm hoping it starts getting some press after the Super Bowl. Okay, um, okay so by more, the way, Hays, so weeks. are you taking the Buccaneers or are you taking the Chiefs? I
0: can't go against Brady fair enough I, I remember, yeah
2: yeah but it's like new age versus old you got Patrick Mahomes versus Brady. Tom
0: Brady Brady he's, he, he he's, Brady the reason I'm saying that too is because Tom Brady wants to prove so badly that it wasn't uh Bill Belichick I
2: already feel like he's done it like no, making the he Super Bowl he's <laughs> just Stomp he's it in won, the ground. Okay, one season in the NFC, and he's won as yeah, many NFC championships as Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees.
0: It's crazy, but at the same time, <laughs> like, like, I think he wants it. this will cement his legacy, I feel like.
2: For sure, okay, yeah. But, but we've been it's, saying it's, that for like ever. No, no, guy, no but I'm yeah, saying like, I'm it,
0: saying like that question of like, was it Belichick, was it Brady? Yeah. Can't be asked if Brady was
2: it. For sure, for sure. You already, like, already
0: can't even really. Like, yeah, yeah um that's what the patriots didn't do you like, made a
2: good choice going with him i actually know he you might be tuning into this podcast uh yeah. big major league football guy hopefully you know is so, he uh he's probably a big zerp guy big, big zerp XRP guy. guy. XRP. i think he likes everything we <laughs> like so tom <laughs> yeah. we appreciate it patrick Tom, um, uh, if, if you guys if are watching there, yeah you know? which, yeah obviously <laughs> i'm sure uh, i'm sure but tell the boys i say and, what's uh, up exactly so um yeah I think, think alright wrap
0: it up thank you guys this was uh, what episode was this month? you should know you're, you're an avid listener um, episode 5
2: you know I episode just... 5
0: of the Clay and Company podcast we're going to the moon see this little guy right here make sure you buy your Zerp buy your Major League Football and uh, you guys will be millionaires you guys <laughs> are welcome good. this is not financial advice me... this is not
2: financial <laughs> advice
0: just kidding but Major League <laughs> but, but, but XRP alright we'll see you guys